Okay, guys, we're back. Episode 15 of Ian E's Evening Exchange. And of course, we're going to start off once again where we've been starting NBA playoff recap. And honestly, there's a chance next week we could know who's in the finals, right. technically, if people get some quick wins here. But we're going to start with the big news of the weekend, and that is the Brooklyn Nets losing to the Milwaukee Bucks in Game 7. So what is your thoughts on that, Ledge? First of all, hallelujah, because nobody likes the Nets. Yeah. If you do, you don't really like the Nets. <laughs> you just, <laughs> you just think you do? Well, maybe people in Brooklyn do. Yeah, but why? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways. Um... I was really honestly surprised that uh, the Bucks came back and won. Yeah. Because we said like two weeks ago, we were like, "Yeah, there's no way the Nets have the Nets went up two 0 The fact that the series went on for that long. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but anyways. Um, but yeah, so the Bucks came back and won five or four out of the last five games, um, to take the series, which is very impressive for. Uh, Giannis and Chris Middleton and those guys. Um, because they're going up against, like, KD and James, James Harden. Harden. Yeah. Not Kyrie, but... Was yeah. he hurt? He's hurt? Yeah. Okay. Anyways, my thoughts on this is that at the beginning of the season, everyone was like, okay, the Nets put in all of their cards in this season, getting James Harden, having Kyrie, having uh, KD, mm-hmm. and... Everyone said, if you don't win a championship, you look stupid, it'll be a waste. Mm-hmm. Like, you wasted it. Because I don't know how long everyone's contracts for this are. Right. But they're not super long. And here they are. Didn't even make it to the Eastern Conference right. Finals. Mm-hmm. Granted, they weren't even the one seed. Yes, they've dealt with injuries. But if you have three of technically the best, like, people mm-hmm. in the NBA right now, I don't feel like that's an excuse. No. And... Somebody pointed out that James Harden made it just as far with Russell Westbrook as he did with (laughs) Katie. So, just going to put that there. And everybody's, like, dogging on James Harden on Twitter, saying that he is so overrated because he's actually never done anything. And He really did not play well this season at all. And I was like, I believe it. I think he's hard to play with. Yeah. I, I think, think I th- yeah. I said from the beginning those three there's no way that they can play well together. Yeah, it's just a lot of like big personalities that just don't don't mix well. Cuz they're all cocky and they all think like I'm the best. Mm-hmm. And that's not what makes a good team. Yeah. So. So here's my rant on this. ESPN failed their projection of this series. Yeah. Because, because they were basically like nuts in 3. Yeah. <laughs> and also impossible. and then last night when it when it was over I saw four posts by ESPN slash SportsCenter in a row. They were all like, KD could have won the series. None of them said, congrats to Giannis and the Bucks for commencing. Four posts in a row said, look at the shot KD almost made. Or look at the shot that KD made to send it into overtime to, for, of course, the overtime in Game 7. Nothing was like, congrats Bucks or Bucks yeah. win. So I was just so frustrated by that because, like, they lost. We don't care about them anymore. Who cares if KD airballed the last shot to go in overtime? <laughs> like, who cares about that? The Bucks played a great game and beat a team that had three all-stars, even if one and, of them was And, like, unlike, oh. like, the NFL, it's not just a one-game series. Right. So, like, the Bucks beat one more games than the Nets. Exactly. Point blank. That's the facts. So. Exactly. so I was just frustrated with their portrayal of this series, and I thought that was just really frustrating and also... 
like it's a good reminder that like even like ESPN Sports Center has their own biases and oh, yeah. the way they present the sports media. Because they always are going to present the people who are like the biggest stars at the time as like the number one, and when they lose, it's like they lost, not mm-hmm. that the other team won. Exactly, which is annoying. So, yep, congrats to the Bucks who will be playing. We don't know who because. Now we're going to switch to Hawks-76ers when we're recording this. Their game seven is tonight. So who right. do you think is going to pull off the win? Oh, boy. That's a tough one because I really did not expect the Hawks to put up as such neither. a good fight against the Sixers. Me I neither. It would be, honestly, I thought it would be like four or five game series. Yeah, me too. <laughs> not a seven game series. But I think the Sixers are going to win. Yeah. I think both teams are pretty in- inexperienced. Yeah. In the playoffs, so neither one of them have that going for them. Right. And here's the thing with the Sixers. The Sixers, they have to win this year. They have to, like, make it to the finals. Because otherwise, otherwise like, everyone's going to be like... <laughs> yeah, because they've been... This whole the pro- trust the process thing has been going on trust for... Trust the process. Six years now. And they've done nothing. And they've done nothing. So either you need to make moves and get different people on your team, or you need to actually win with this team. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's a lot more pressure on the Sixers to pull it off um yeah i i agree i don't think the hawks will win sorry that was really long way to say that i just i just i don't know i mean if they did i would be like okay cool and everyone would be like so the 76ers need to make some changes but mm-hmm. yeah i don't i'm just, i'm surprised they've made it this far but i, I mean other than like trey young i don't know who they're gonna rely on yeah is the problem so and even if they were to win i do not see them beating the Bucks. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be interesting. Game seven, we're recording this on Sunday, so by the time this is out, it'll be over. Yeah. But Okay, so on the West, the Suns and Clippers have their game one on Sunday night, tonight, that we're recording this. And notably, without Kawhi Leonard, because he's hurt, mm-hmm. and also without Chris Paul, because right. he's in COVID protocol. So first talk about game one. Who do you think is going to come away? Um, I think uh, the Suns will come away Me with too. it. Because yeah. I think they're losing less not having Chris Me too. Paul Me court. too. That's what I was thinking. Because they still have Devin Book- Booker. And yeah. no offense to the Clippers who still have um, Paul George. But, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't see them yeah. being. So, and I think it will be an interesting series because of the matchups, like, mm. the Suns don't have, like, well, the Clippers have two great, like, small forward, yeah. power forward type um, players, and the Suns have more, like, point guard, point shooting guards, guard. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they match up. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that can be an advantage for either team, so I'm interested to see how this uh, series plays out. Yeah, I, I am too. I don't actually know who's going to end up winning this. I, I would like the Suns. I think the Suns are the better team. But mm-hmm. they've had a week off, mm-hmm. and that could be in their favor or against them because right. the Clippers have more momentum going forward. Right. But what we wanted to talk about is, so Chris Paul is in COVID protocol because he tested positive. And this just plays back to, like, last year in the conversation, like, what happens if a star in an important playoff series, like, tests positive. Mm-hmm. What's interesting now is that we are, a lot of people have been vaccinated. Right. And including Chris, Chris Paul. Including Chris Paul, who tested positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just really not sure how that happened. Because I'm 
Because can't you get false positives? So, like, did they only do one test and that was it? And they were like, yeah. that's it? Like, I'm just wondering, like, if the reason that he has to sit out is because of the way the rules are written more than, like, him even actually if he's had another being, negative yeah. test afterwards. I think that is Because well. I, I think he has had another test and it came back negative, negative. I'm pretty sure. So I think the only reason that he's having to sit out is because the rules were never changed from, like, whatever it was. You have to, like, be away from the team for however many days. Yeah, yeah. I, and I saw somebody bring that up, like, now that things have changed and vaccines are accessible. And I would presume that most NBA players have been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Like, now should the NBA start changing some of these rules? Especially, like, something like this happened. Yeah. Like, I think it's at the point where, like, they're at the end of the season. It's not worth going through the effort to change them like during no the season. they probably won't yeah and then like next season i'm sure the rules will be changed oh it'll be changed well the, and and the, the nfl this kind of caveat the nfl has already come out and said what their rules are for if you're vaccinated like you're free range like you can do whatever basically mm-hmm. versus non-vaccinated players have like very strict rules and mm-hmm. there's been some players who like don't want to get vaccinated who are like really angry about it I don't really have sympathy for that, though, because I'm like, if you're angry about that, then just get vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> like, because if you had, a, like, a health reason why you couldn't get vaccinated, then you probably wouldn't be playing in the NFL, is my opinion. Yeah. So, but, so, yeah, they've already come out with rules. I know the NBA will next year. It's mm-hmm. just interesting that this happened when it did, and yeah. it happened to, like, a star. star. Um, And people at first were like, well, did he not get vaccinated? And mm-hmm. Jalen Rose was like, no, he did. So... Right. Everyone thinks he will only miss this first game, and mm-hmm. I hope that's true. So Yeah, because I would, I would much rather watch a series where all the players are playing. Oh, yeah, me too. Everyone would. Because otherwise it's going to be like, okay, well, the Clippers will probably win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, another thing that's been happening, though, in the NBA this like past like couple weeks yeah. is a lot of stars have been injured, speaking mm-hmm. of that. It, right. Um, like, what is it, like, eight out of the nine All-Stars have been injured or in, something? In the, in the playoffs. In the play- that are yeah. in the playoffs right now, yeah. Right. So you got like KD, Kyrie, and Harden were all injured at some point in the play- in the series. Kawhi's, uh, Kawhi's injured. Um, I can't remember who else. Okay, like a couple other players have been injured. Yeah. Um, and so basically the whole big deal with this was like what we want to talk about at least is that LeBron came out and had a tweet that said to the extent of like, I told you guys this at the beginning of the season. We didn't have enough rest between last season and this season. That's why no wonder people are getting hurt. Like just basically just trying to take this situation that's not about him at all and just make it all about him himself center Um, himself and then he's like i would know because i've been to whatever 16 straight playoffs so i know about not getting enough rest and always taking care of my body is the best i'm like (laughs) okay "Okay, you just sound like an idiot bro like you're not in the playoffs for a reason because your team sucked and you couldn't do enough so don't tell me about not being good enough and the thing that like upsets me is i know for a fact if LeBron's team was, was were still in mm-hmm. the playoffs, if the Lakers were still playing right now, and LeBron wasn't injured, mm-hmm. then he would not be no, saying he would anything. Never say anything he, if anything, he'd be like, "Well, that's you on you." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so it just like shows like he always just uh yeah. It was just frustrating to hear him say that, and I'm like, maybe that's true. But mm-hmm. here's the other thing: you play basketball for a living. It's part of the like what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. like, but the. And here's the other thing. 
I get that it sucks because if you were good, you played longer. But, like, the Bulls, for example, stopped playing last February, didn't play until December. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't wait a whole year to play again. That's not fair to those teams either. So, it's, you need to learn to recover and rest. Yeah, that's... Like, I don't know. Like, I don't have that much sympathy just because... You know that, like, when you're doing certain jobs, like, there's a chance of injury. This is one of those jobs, mm-hmm. and it's going to happen. when we're talking about these, like, all-stars guys who are making millions and millions of dollars, like, they have the resources to take care of their bodies. Yeah. That's just a choice that they have to make to take care of their bodies. Yeah, and it's, it's going to happen. You're going to get injured. It sucks, but I don't think it's because they had a short off-season. Because, like, Kawhi didn't... They, they didn't do that well. They weren't in the bubble that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Nets, none of those people, they were all hurt last year. Yeah. Like, they none of them were even playing. Like, maybe yeah. James Harden was, but... So it's just like, okay, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, they just didn't really hold up, and it's just another example of LeBron always changing the narrative to put the attention back on himself. And to always look the best that mm-hmm. he can. Okay, you three. Anyways, um, so something else not NBA-related is this past week, Olympic trials have begun. Mm-hmm. We've watched a little bit of swimming, a little bit of track, which is my favorite to watch. <laughs> um, I know diving's going on. I'm mm-hmm. sure gymnastics, if it hasn't started, will start soon. Yeah. The um, basketball teams have, not the men's side that I know of, but I know for the fact the women's have started to begin stuff. Right, because so. the WNBA has to take a break. Yeah, the they'll take a break from, like, the middle of July till after they're over. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of funny, but, mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's exciting to be Olympics time again. It's always so fun to... No, especially because it's been five years Yeah, now. it's been five years now since Summer Olympics. Um, and no offense to Winter Olympics, but the Summer Olympics are just oh, more just, fun. Well, because there's things that, like, we know a little bit more about. Yeah. You know? And there's just more to them. Mm-hmm. But I, I saw something on Twitter, Elijah, and I talked about this yesterday, and somebody said, once again, having a petition for the Olympic Committee mm-hmm. to have a normal person do the event first, mm-hmm. and then have all the pro athletes do it to show us how ridiculously good they yeah. actually are. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's always so funny about the Olympics, it's all of us at home just sitting there like, well, that vault jump wasn't even that <laughs> great, or like, oh, he really sucked running that 400, mm-hmm. like, yet... None of us could ever do that. So, <laughs> I always think it's funny. We become really critical, and yet none of us could even get close to that. Mm-hmm. But So, find the Olympic trials. Most of the time, it's on NBC. They have right. the Olympic contract. Um, it's been fun to watch. And you get to know them a little bit before they actually will be on the big stage mm-hmm. in the Olympics, which start July 20th or 23rd. One of those days. Mm-hmm. Anyways, end of July. So, we're super excited about that. Yeah, for sure. Right, and now time for an ad. All right, we're back for our second segment of episode 15, and we're going to talk a little Father's Day, being that it is Father's Day when we're recording this episode. Um, so, question for you, Emma. What We're going to talk a little bit about like how our dads in sports and how they've been coaching us, or like how we interact with them when we've been playing sports, because it's kind of a nice mix of those. So, what is your favorite sports memory with your dad whether it be like coaching you or like what when he was like telling you something about sports or something like that yeah um okay well this isn't my favorite sports memory but my dad um and my best friend's dad coached my sixth grade basketball team and just gonna say we only won one game that year and we were trash and they just like 
I just remember running a lot in practice. <laughs> and they were, like, really hard on us. But we were really bad. And they were just always so frustrated. And it's, like, really funny looking back and, like, him talking about it now. We actually found, like, a video from the <laughs> one of our games. <laughs> actually, the game that we won. They're, we, they're we, still really bad. Yeah, we, we watched it, uh, like, a month or so, a couple months ago with Elijah. <laughs> And it was really funny. At one point, I was, like, skipping on the court. And my dad was like, oh, my gosh. If I would have saw that, I would have taken you off the court right then. So that's not really, like, a great memory. But it's just really funny. But probably my best memory is in high school when I would be, like, on the bus on my way to meets. Because most of the time in cross-country specifically and indoor and not as much outdoor track. But I was always usually had a decent bus ride, sometimes like a couple hours. My dad would mm-hmm. always send me a really long encouraging text and just like reminding me like why I'm doing this and um, supporting me and encouraging me and usually having like a verse or something. And that always just meant so much to me. And I, I've always thought my dad is like one of the most like supportive and encouraging people I know. And I, I strive to be like him in that sense. Um, so that's just, like, something small, but it always, like, meant so much to me that he would, like, take time to, like, text me and, like, just, like, help me focus a little bit before race, because I was always pretty nervous and anxious, so, yeah. What about you? Um, so what came to mind was, um, when I was playing Coach's Pitch, my final year of Coach's Pitch Baseball, um, me and my dad had spent a ton of time working on my hitting that season. Yeah. Because I was just, like, that was the one area of baseball that was just, like, just not great at for some reason just like not a great batter like I had good power I just had had trouble making good contact yeah um and so we my team made it to the championship game that season um, oh cool yeah <laughs> so this was the championship game and something clicked and I hit seven RBIs hit for the cycle including an inside the park home run <laughs> my gosh <laughs> as a coach's pitch player and my team ended, and I I personally ended up out outscoring the other team in the in the championship game. So like, oh my gosh! And I just remember like having this like moment where like everything came together. This whole season we've been practicing, working on hitting like almost every day. Out like we want to go like try yeah, to, like, like hit on the hit stick or like hit <laughs> throwing pitches to me and stuff. Yeah, like it, it was just like a cool moment. Even like looking back on it now, like realizing how much time he put into that. Yeah, um, like as my coach, um, and then like seeing that it actually like, paid off. So that's probably one of my favorite moments of him, like, coaching me and stuff. Do you, like, have any memory of, like, what he said to you? Or, like, like running up and hugging him? Or I can't remember. I mean... Elijah doesn't have a great memory. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, mostly I just remember how, like, cool I felt because everybody was, like, celebrating how good my... <laughs> oh, my God. ...batting was. Yeah. How old were you? Like, how old is this? Um, Like, eight, maybe? Or is uh, it younger? Maybe, like, nine. Oh, nine? Okay, okay. Because I think it was, like... It was like twelve and under is like the first year of kids pitch. Oh, okay, that so makes like sense. That makes nine sense. Nine was like the yeah the last year of uh, coach's pitch. That's but, funny. Yeah. Any like lessons learned from your dad, like around sports or just like life lessons, I guess in yeah. general. I mean, a lot. Yeah. Because <laughs> like my whole life, most like a ton of my interaction with my dad is around basketball. Yeah, that's and fair. Sports, um, especially like when I when I've been coaching. Um, and then, like, since he coached, too, um, like, it's, it's really cool to be able to, like, ask him from his experiences and learn from him that way, um, especially in how to deal with my players when I was frustrated at them. Yeah. Um, because he's a lot better than, uh, 
than that than I am. Um, just being able to like keep his head. Um, yeah. With him, so I, that's something I was able to like learn a lot from, especially like my first year, like going for my first year is like always like my first instinct would be to like yell at my players. Yeah. And like turning that, like I think I can't remember exactly how he phrased it, but like turning my yelling at my players into the yelling encouraging them. Yeah. Even when like even when I'm frustrated with them, it's it's better for me to encourage them. Like that way I can still like yell. Yeah. Like, for this encouragement. So I can, like, get that out of my system while also, like, being encouraging because the players respond so much better than them. Yeah. And I think, like, most of us can see how we can turn that into a life lesson pretty yeah, that's, easily. Yeah, and that's, like, literal, like, actual, like, psychology, too. Like, it takes, like, for every, like, negative thing, it takes, like, 17 positive mm-hmm. words to, like, overcome that negative thing. So, right. like, they always say, like, couple negative criticism with, like, positive encouragement. Right. Like, that's, like, actually what they teach you in, like, counseling mm-hmm. and psychology classes that work. So, yeah. Oh, that just reminded me of how he phrased it. He said he said he always does, it like, a hamburger. Yeah, So he yeah. puts, like, the good thing and the bad thing sliced in the middle and then, like, the good thing on top is, like, the buns. So it's, like, so you always push the bad thing in between, like, yeah. encouragements. So yeah, which is which is such a great piece of advice always to anyone. Mm-hmm. But um, okay, yeah. So I was thinking, and I just feel like you know, my dad is very much a like leader by example. You mm-hmm. know, in my life of like how he lives his life, and he's just always I already said like super encouraging and supportive of everyone, and he just um, he just really serves other people both. I would say both my parents do this very well. Like, it's not like my mom's horrible at it. She's amazing. Hmm. But, like, my dad's so good at, like, serving and going out of his way to love others. This Hmm. doesn't really have anything to do with sports. (laughs) But, um, like, he just, like, always talks to everyone and always tries to, like, be positive and, you know, in a good mood. And, like, I naturally... I'm not, like, naturally pessimistic. I'm just probably more pessimistic than me. But that's just, like, a good reminder to me because sometimes I just, like, want to blow people off and not really say anything. But he, like, takes the time to talk to people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I really admire that about him. Um, and, yeah, so that's just, that's just, like, one thing that came to my mind. Mm-hmm. But he he always just, like, works really hard, too, even when, like, things are hard. And he always just, like, reminded me to keep going and track and, like, mm-hmm. always wanted the best for me and did whatever he could to help me be the best, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. he he really understood too. This is something I guess it's kind of related to sports. He really understood his role as my parent and not as like a coach, mm-hmm. which I think is hard for a lot of parents, especially yeah. if they know anything about sports. Oh, like for sure. it's hard for them to not cross that line, but like I didn't need him to be my coach. I already had coaches who mm-hmm. like were coaching me all the time. Right. Like I, I heard their criticism. I heard their, what they thought I should be doing better. So, like, my parents, like, rarely ever, both of them, really, mm-hmm. they, like, rarely, like, told me, like, you should fix this or you should do this better, like... Sure. Unless it was, like, a joke or something. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, they they usually just encouraged me. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's just, like, what I want to do for my kids, which is going to be really hard, I know. <laughs> but, like, I just want to... I want to be the encourager because they have somebody critiquing them. And so, like, in life, maybe not with your kids or in sports, like, sometimes it's good to, like, decide, like... 
you know what, if you, there's somebody who you're, like, inclined to just, like, critique or, like, get on a lot at work or at school, wherever it is, like, just remind yourself, like, maybe that's not your spot in their life. Mm. And, like, maybe God actually wants you to be their encourager yeah. and, like, to only say positive things. Because a lot of times there's other people who get paid more than you do mm-hmm. to do the very thing you're getting trying to do. Right. So, um, yeah, that's just a little piece of advice. But For sure. Yeah. Shout out to all the dads out there on this Father's Day. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really funny. Somebody pointed out, like... On Mother's Day, everybody gets, like, all these fancy brunches, and, like, everything just seems, like, very well put together, and, like, fancy and upscale, and uh-huh. Father's Day is just, like, thanks for being a dad, let's grill out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's have a steak. <laughs> yeah, let's just have some grilled meat. Oh, and you're probably gonna be the one to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, because we're always ever, like, moms, like, hold the world together, and it's just, like, <laughs> funny why there's this, like, difference, but... Shout out dads, because you do so much, and we all need you. Yeah. yeah, so. Okay, well, that'll do it for this episode of Annie's Evening Exchange, and we'll see you back next week.